When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3218. We're going to continue our series of after action reports, as it were, about Mandalorian Season 3. And this time we're going to focus on the titular character himself. Punch it! Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So this season was really unusual in that, with a series entitled The Mandalorian, we did not really see a lot of growth on the part of The Mandalorian, of the title character. We knew he was being set up to have to go to the mines of Mandalore to bathe in the living waters and redeem himself, and he did that at the end of the second episode, so my goodness, where do you go from there? Basically, for all intents and purposes, you turn the series over to another Mandalorian, that would be Bo-Katan Kryze, who really was the focus of this season. But we are here to talk about Din Djarin, and yes, it was rather jarring, <laughs> no pun intended, well, maybe a little bit, but it was a little bit jarring to discover that Jaren is actually his first name, and Din is his last name, since we found that out with the naming of Din Grogu at the end of the episode. This you know, although it's surprising to perhaps U.S. audiences, not necessarily surprising overall when you consider the fact that there are, you know, lots of cultures and lots of people on this earth who put their family name first and their personal name last. And you just know this is a situation where they painted themselves into a corner and they were like, yeah, we can't go with Grogu Jar and it's got to be Din Grogu. Okay, well, yeah, then we'll turn things around. Now, they are currently still classified as Clan Mudhorn, but I guess that would mean they could be Clan Din instead. And for what it's worth, no one across the three seasons or in the three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett referred to him as Din, just as Din. And more often than not, he's referred to as Mando anyway. So yeah, basically whatever they wanted to do with it was perfectly fine. And if you wanted to go down the rabbit hole further, he doesn't come from Mandalore or Conquered Dawn or Concordia or Kalevala. Like he comes from a planet called Akvatina. That's where he was rescued by the Mandalorians in those flashbacks that we saw in season one. And do we know anything <laughs> about their culture, their names? No, not really. So yeah, do what you like. And even the fact that we're talking about naming convention as much as we are as a percentage of this whole episode will kind of <laughs> make it clear how much this season wasn't so much about the Mandalorian. We basically found out what we thought we were going to find out, that he was not interested in the throne of Mandalore despite getting the Darksaber. He was happy to be rid of that thing, and he ultimately did get rid of it. He just wanted to go back to his covert, and he just wanted to go back to being a bounty hunter. And for the most part, that's exactly what he achieved. Yes, he did make a deal with Carson Teva, and it sounds a little sketchy about becoming an independent contractor for the New Republic somehow, but 
Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. It's kind of like bounty hunting, but maybe instead of the Bounty Hunters Guild, maybe Carson Teva's just going to point him in a direction, so it's sort of like bounty hunting. But he does take two steps forward in his life, one of them comparatively minor, one of them comparatively major. The minor one is that he seems to have learned to trust droids at some level, or at least he was willing to trust R5-D4 at various points in Season 3 of The Mandalorian, and was not only in that climactic episode willing to trust him to open those doors between the Dark Trooper guards that were hiding Moff Gideon's command center or protecting the command center, but he was also giving R5 a pep talk. And considering that he hates droids and generally wants nothing to do with them, and, you know, who could blame him with his history, but, yeah, that's a step forward for sure. And then, of course, the bigger step of formally adopting Grogu as his child. This has been a long time coming, and it beautifully parallels Din's own story. That both of them were orphaned at a young age, although, of course, we don't know a heck of a lot about Grogu's family situation, but, you know, it's kind of a similar thing in that Din Jaren, Jaren, I guess we gotta say now, Jaren was orphaned by the you know, Confederacy of Independent Systems arriving on the planet and killing his parents. And then Grogu, of course, was you know orphaned and disappeared after the fall of the Republic. Jaren was rescued by the Mandalorians, and Grogu was rescued by the Jedi, but then eventually rescued by a Mandalorian again, and once again kept away from the Empire. It's an odd dynamic between the two of them, of course, but it actually has become more of a dynamic. Their relationship is definitely growing in some, you know, very unusual and sweet ways. Not to mention that it's nice to see a good father-son dynamic developing, regardless of whether it's biological or adopted or found family like this. But yeah, overall, very strange season in that it really wasn't very much about our Mandalorian, but it was still entertaining nonetheless. And that's what I've got for you on today's episode, looking back at the evolution of Jaren. <laughs> over the course of season three and that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be star wars 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by lucasfilm limited disney or 20th century fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only star wars the star wars logo all names and pictures of star wars characters vehicles and any other star wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of lucasfilm limited other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyright 2021 by star wars 7 by 7 we hope you love it Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.